so Max, you're, uh, you're, there's a lot of things that we have to talk about. Like there's a lot of similar, a lot of crossover here, but ultimately you get paid to play golf. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now my first question is like, what's the most that you've won? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that's the win on the McKenzie tour in Canada. Um, PGA to Canada. I think the win winner's check is like 32, 33 grand ish. It's good money. McKenzie tour is a big tour. Yeah. So what did you do with the money? Like, what was the first <laughs> thing you were like, ah, finally I'm getting this. <laughs> um, after the very first, well, I guess the very first paycheck I made actually was a win. Um, in all seriousness, I bought a shotgun. Um, like a weapon? <laughs> yes. <What? laughs> is that a German thing or what is oh, that? Oh, man. I, you know, I was living in Arizona at the time and I really wanted to go um, intensify my bird hunting activities. Okay. And um, I was like, yeah, a 20 gauge shotgun would be fantastic. And now I... Uh, I got some money to to spend. So, <laughs> how much did you spend on the uh, on the shotgun? I think it was like a thousand dollars. Oh wow! So it, it was so a nice. It was three nice percent of your winnings went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and then, amazing. Yeah. So, but then after that, I, it's all been been going in the uh, the good old saving bag. Just say, just save it in the bank. Yeah. So, uh, how old are you now? I'm 29. 29. So, the story here is Max is visiting Austin. Um, you sent me a message. You're like, I'm coming into town. And I was like, you know what? You look fucking interesting. Let's do a podcast. So we don't really know each other. Um, I know that you're from Germany. You're German. Yep. Where in Germany did you grow up? I grew up in Dusseldorf. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Dusseldorf. What part of town? I mean, legitimately a 10 minute bike ride from the golf course that you from Lauswart. From Lauswart, yeah. No where shit. You Adventures in golf, yeah. 10 minute bike ride, like towards the central of town. So on, so you know how Lauswart is on the whatever side of the river you want yeah. to look at. I live on that. Well, I grew up on that side of the river as well. Ah, okay. Um, so not necessarily downtown Dusseldorf, but the the town is actually called Meerbusch. Okay. Um, it used to be part of Dusseldorf. It's oh, not, it's Mirbush not. is actually there's a nice country club in that part. Uh, there's yeah, I mean Mirbush, there's a private yeah. private golf. We course went there, there and I remember we went there and had cameras ready to go and I was like this ain't the vibe. Yeah. It was like a, there was a Ferrari in the parking lot and I was like whose idea was this? Like, <laughs> and we and that was one of the adventures in golf examples of where it was like, oh, like this isn't the story. Like yeah. the story was Lausvart and the story a little bit was Dusseldorf uh, Golf Club. Is that right or country? I remember seeing, um, I think you went to Oberhausen or Bochum or something we like that. We did go up there, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, then Christian yeah. is a member at um, Dusseldorfer Golf Club. Yeah, Dusseldorfer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful logo too. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, you grow up and, you know, if you haven't seen the Adventures in Golf episode, I mean, it's harsh to say golf is illegal, <laughs> but you you need a license just... Just did you? By the way, quick question: You need a license to play golf in Germany. Did you need a license to buy a gun in the United States? <laughs> no, no, that's right? why I bought it in the U.S. and not in Germany. <laughs> oh, because in Germany you need a license to buy a gun. Oh, in Germany it's like I mean it's crazy. I've um, yeah I've had the idea of getting a hunting license in Germany before, but haven't gotten to it yet. It's like legitimately you go into a school for two weeks straight. All day, every day. Whoa. And it's quite costly um, as well. I think it's like, I don't know, probably 2500 bucks or something like that. And you go in there and then you have a federal regulated test. So like, it's not just like you go and you, you're paying for, you know, getting your education and whatnot. No, you got to still pass the test. Whoa. So you got to study. <laughs> Whereas here, you just went into a Walmart and gave him a thousand bucks. Yeah. Did you have to write your name down? I did, yeah. What did you write down? Did you write down your name? Yeah, my full name, Maximilian. <laughs> that's your real name? That, that's, real is that name. the German? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess, the full. I mean, there's um, there's straight up just Maxes in Germany, too. But yeah. I guess it's more common for the, the full, the Maximilian. 
because there was like an emperor or whatever that it sounds like italian though is that actually german maximilian it's actually it's french how do you know that without googling it what do you mean maximilian robespierre but that doesn't mean it's french yeah but the holy (laughs) the holy uh roman empire emperor maximilian was the succeeder of the charlemagne line the name itself what well, the, what name are the chances itself, you're wrong about the origin of the name itself? I mean, the name itself is a romance name. Like, it comes from Latin. Go on the big screen here and type in Maximilian can I, can Origin. I, I'm going to type it on the... You could be right. You could be right. You could also be wrong is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to type <laughs> it in and then move it to the big screen. Maximilian I'm gonna type in name edi- I'm gonna origin. Name etymology. Name etymology, sure, okay. yeah. I'm saying Italian. Okay. Maximilian. You want to you put a bet in here, Max? Well, I'd like to think it's... I know for sure it's not Italian because that would be like Massimo. Um, yeah, good point. All right, fuck it. I'm wrong. Keep going. <laughs> JoJo could also be wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think we need to look faster. We just know Eric's wrong. It's from the Roman family name, Maximilianus. Roman. Yeah, which is, is what I Rome said. Is it Rome in Italy? <laughs> Where's Rome? Where's Roman? I mean, technically, the Vatican yeah. is its own nation. State. Roman Empire. Where's the Roman Empire? Greece? The capital moved after Constantine. Guys, I didn't do high school or college. (laughs) The only world information I have is like dinosaurs hit the Yucatan and then there's cenotes that we go swim in when you go to Tulum. That's all I know. That's like the line in uh, Good Will Hunting. You know what I mean? You're you're like, like, but have you ever touched the Sistine Chapel? (laughs) Play it. So so the origin is Roman? Yeah. Is that French? It's uh, Latin origin. Guess and... all the above. We're all right. We're all wrong. Is it? No, I'm not satisfied. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's romance. Yeah, romance language. So is that French though? Yeah, French, Italian, um, Spanish. <laughs> you're right. Sure, you're. Right. <laughs> He's looking at me. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Is it Roman really French though, or is it more? Because isn't well, Rome used to the capital be, of Italy? Yeah, but the Roman Empire, truly, when you look at the the graphics of it, like is used to be consistent of what now is Spain, what now is France, what now is Italy. Huh. Um, I think part of it was maybe even like Austria and whatnot. Okay. I mean, that all. Used I have clarification. So the emperor you're talking about, Maximilian the first, was born in Austria. Okay, so why don't you Google this? <laughs> what country in Europe gonna say, most Google. closely resembles the Roman Empire? <laughs> gonna say, why don't you Google this? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was originally in Rome, but by the by the fourteen hundreds. We're talking now. about the same Rome, right? Rome, Italy, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought we were talking about like Verona, like like Venice Beach or something. No, no, we're talking about Italy. Yeah, you're you're right. No, I don't want to just be right. I want you to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What age would you start playing golf? Six. In Germany? In Germany, yeah. Is that like, you you kind of talked to me when we talked about this before, but how, what's the barrier to entry? Like, is it a rich kid sport in Germany? Is it Um, it hard to access? It's it's interesting because... um, you know, I I never perceived it as such, um, and you know, I rode my bike to the golf course every day. It's not like uh, I was dropped off in the Ferrari that you that you saw in the, the parking lot. <laughs> I had my little golf bag on my shoulders and rode my bike at and, six. Uh, uh, probably at eight, is my wow. I would say. Uh, at that point, I would have my golf bag on the shoulders. Um, Were you playing with junior clubs or? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, junior and then ladies and then. At some point, I... Like changed. adult ladies. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Did you have friends at the club? Yeah. Yeah. So that's... For me, that was all... That was how I got started. And that's what, what everything was for me. Like I was... At Lausvard. No. So I got started in Meerbusch. Uh, um, okay. And then... But I would... I was I was playing a bunch at Lausvard too. Yeah. Um, there, there was... So in Germany, you don't have school sport. You It's all through run through the club, then the state and the federation. And so there's a lot of um, like all of the the clubs have junior teams that compete against each other, and there's a bunch of different leagues, all sorts of age groups, and this that. And um, so simply um, due to the the proximity of the clubs, we always played them, played there, and right um, back and forth. So yeah, that's interesting because in America, it's like it's so 
kind of like clogged down in a way. Whereas like in Europe, it's more just like, no, no, no school, school. And you want to play sports, go somewhere else for that. That's its own little like uh, business lane or yeah. whatever. Like it's easy to just be like, cool, cool. That's happening. I mean, I got out of school at usually, I want to say like one thirty, two o'clock-ish. What? Um, and I, for me, as Mabush is, I mean, you know, Dusseldorf, you've seen it. It's, it's a small town compared to, uh, you know, to what, what it looks like over here. Uh, my graduating class in high school, which was for the region, a fairly big graduating class was a hundred people. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, it's tiny compared to the U S we get out at one thirty, two o'clock ish. I was living pretty close by. So you don't have that commute really. Um, I was on the golf course by two thirty, three o'clock. So did you have a license though? When did you get your license? So, you know what is funny? I truly only knew that it's a law after watching Adventures in Golf. I had no idea. Whoa, wait, I thought so... it was like a, I mean, I, I obviously I knew you had to get your license and it's one of those things like you just, you just go the first time you sign up to play golf, you go and like you do your little, you know, a little test and they, they give you the paper and off you go. Um, so I always thought it was just like a thing from the golf course or maybe the German golf federation. I had no idea it was actually a proper law. Yeah. Like some, some uh, lawmakers were thinking, Hey, how can we regulate this sport? Yeah. Um, and really put some effort into, to write down a couple, couple sentences there. But so you don't, so you're saying you've this whole time you've been breaking the law. No. I would never admit to anything like that. Um, but, but you know, you don't remember getting your license. Well, I mean, I, I know I got it at some point, but it's yeah. just like so just automated. It it, yeah, exactly. You don't have your papers on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best way to go about it on here. I mean, yeah, I, I guess like, you know, at some point it's like, I'm good. Relax. You know what I mean? Like I can yeah. play. Yeah. We don't need to go into that whole subject, but then ultimately uh, what happens next for you? Like when you leave Germany, what's your what's your next adventure? Or even like, when did you find out you were better than most people around you? Oh, I like that question better. You're right, Joe. Well, I was always the youngest. <laughs> I was always the youngest, so I was always I was always the worst, just because I was a, at least six years younger than everybody around me. Like it, my two best friends, who I um, looked up to and just kind of tagged along with them, who started playing. I tagged along. They were way better than me because they were six years older. And um, so, I mean, I started out like just tagging along, caddying for them. Mm. And um, I mean, just naturally as you are with kids when you're constantly trying to reach and eventually I just got better and I stuck with it. Um, I I was very fortunate. My dad actually played professional hockey in Germany, so he knew what it kind of took to to play a professional sport so he kind of um you know gave me the guidance to to kind of continue working hard and staying with that um and eventually um germany is very handicap focused so like you get your license and then every tournament you play you're i mean people focus very strongly on your handicap um it's actually wild like how how focused they are like there's I mean, there, you will see, I mean, I've seen 70 year olds in a freaking amateur club event cheat for their handicap. Like they would drop balls and this, that, not because like they were too lazy to whatever, walk back or whatever. Like, no, it was simply to, to cheat the game. Mind blowing, but that's a different topic. Um, yeah. And uh, long story short, always trying to reach, getting better you get into the junior events that are your age appropriate at that point. And my handicap was good. I think I finished second in the under 12, uh, in like the German championship one year. And that was like the point where like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm pretty, pretty good at what I do. And, uh, kind of just went, went step by step throughout the different age groups and, um, played for the national team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually then started playing international tournaments. Uh, was fortunate to win a couple of those along the way and came in, got on the radar for college coaches. Um, and then I got recruited and came to Arizona State to play some golf there. And so during this period of like playing international events, like 
what, what what was more exciting? Was it that period before like going to ASU or was it the period of that or then, you know, the, the period after that of, of just going back to playing again? Well, I think when you're doing it, you're always so excited about the next step. Like while I was in my last year of junior golf and I knew I was going to go play college golf, I all I wanted to do was play college golf. Right. Um or even a step before then, it was like when you're you're playing national tournaments, all you wanted to do is play international events. Right. Um, and then the same again happened when, you know, I'm senior year in college, I knew I was going to turn pro. Um, everybody was telling me, oh, dude, just soak it in, like senior year in college, best time ever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just so ready. I'm like, I want to play professionally. Like, I'm so ready to get out of college and like, let's do this. Um, so I guess it's a fascinating part how, you know, you're always trying, always thinking that next step is going to be the, the step that's, um, that much better or like the, gets you that much closer to, um, to it. But, uh, yeah, no, I, looking back, I mean, all of it is enjoyable and I think all of it is at, at the end of the day is what, what drives you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is, uh the the kind of the next the the looking forward to is big right like what do you want um i'm curious to hear about the travels you had in buenos aires yeah what was that like that was um you know funny enough it was it's one of those trips that that was um it was so much fun but then also I ended up having to cut it short because I uh, I pulled a muscle on my back oh. um, during a pro am at the jockey club, um, and uh, we were we we're doing the mon- the Wednesday pro am. Weather delay. It was like perfect weather. Then we, a storm comes in and it just drops down temperature, and we got hail and whatnot. And then they wanted us to kind of go out and like entertain the the sponsors and whatnot again. So go out first shot drive, boom pulled the muscle on my back, just like, I mean, couldn't move. And um, I tried to play, um, which you'll see at the jockey club, you can actually still play with just hitting these low runners, like screaming runners will go a long way out there. Um, And then actually decided on Friday that it doesn't make any sense for me. I was already in final stage of Q school, um, which was I think like six weeks after that. Or so and i was like you know it doesn't make any sense for me to um to continue playing this tournament make it worse and then potentially have to withdraw from final session of q school because i completely screwed up my back right um so there was um all the way in buenos aires um came down there for a golf trip left with three bottles of wine and called it good <laughs> <laughs> what's the vibe like there Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. we had, I was staying with a buddy of mine um, and, you know, we just, we were always the first at dinner because the restaurants open at 8 p.m. And we were there 7.59. <laughs> we were standing knocking at the door. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a great time. It was steak every night. Um, I don't know if we had any uh, any sides or whatnot and probably a little more steak um, and then some grape juice. That was it. Grape juice. Oh, you mean wine? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so what is the Jockey Club? Like, tell tell us about it. If you're listening and you're not familiar with the area, what's kind of special about the location, set the scene. Yeah, the Jockey Club um, in Buenos Aires, um, I mean, I want to say fairly central, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, and then it's in the middle of the, um, uh, what do you, what do you call it? The, uh, Horse horse, track? Yeah, horse yeah. track. And um, fascinating, fascinating um, course. And uh, our actually, our hotel was on the wrong side of the horse track. So we actually had to drive all the way around to find the entrance. Um, so <laughs> that was always fun. Um, but uh, yeah, just a fantastic golf course. Um, lots of history. Um, I believe it's Alistair McKenzie design. Um, and just, just a fun, fun golf course. I mean, tough as it gets, short. I was I was looking through that yardage book I brought, and I was like, I can't believe how short the golf course actually is. Well, like, how long is it? I I don't know. Like just looking at the the holes, it was like three sixty yards, three eighty yards, and 
maybe 400, but like not much more. Right. And you get there and it's like you're hitting to such small targets. You don't really hit a whole lot of drivers. Um, and uh, it's just like a placement course. And then the green complexes are just, I mean, they're good. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to hopefully doing some filming in South America, specifically Buenos Aires Jockey Club. Where else did you get to travel that was just, I mean, because I guess, you know, not only if you're you're listening, so you don't know that Max and I, we look pretty similar, which is kind of <laughs> fucking awesome. Bucket hat, long blonde hair. What, um, where else have you been around the world that is like, you know, uh, interesting to you? Um, well, I can say I've played golf on every continent. Um, so not Antarctica. Well, no, not there. All right, so, all right. <laughs> you got me there. Right. Have um, I played? I don't know. Not yet. Oh, South America is a continent. Yeah. Greenland is that a continent? Uh, Europe. Okay, so the continents are, are Australia, seven. Oceania, Oceania, Asia, Europe, Africa. Africa, Africa, North America, South America, Antarctica. Yeah. Okay, so one more time. Oceania, yes, you and I. Africa, yes, you and I. Asia, yes, you and I. Europe, yes, you and I. North America. South America. Yes, you and I. South America, you. Antarctica, neither of us. All right. Dude, let's lock it up. Let's do it. This could happen this year. Antarctica, I mean, you got to define play golf. I would be satisfied if you hit a golf ball with a golf club once. That is that is not playing around, but there's no course there. Wasn't there something you wanted to do, like ends of the earth or something? Like head down to that little island off of South America that's Ushuaia. technically, yeah. Yeah. There's a nine-hole course. Couldn't it be like, just like you just put a freaking hole in the ice or something like that? And yeah, you just, just like instead of, what is it called, like ice fishing? You just yeah. freaking well, golf, have to hit a couple of golf balls. Golf supposedly there. has some Danish roots going back to uh, playing on ice with a hole. Uh, Colvin. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go deep, but, uh, you know, we don't need to. So you've played golf on all of the golfable continents. Essentially. What, uh, yeah, I mean, like, what, what, what have you learned? Um, I think it's, what I've learned is you're always wrong when you're... Whoa. <laughs> um the moment you think that this is how it is, you're wrong. Um, cause it's, yeah, people and countries are just so different. Um, and it's, it, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the th reasons why I reached out to you is like, I, I saw adventures in golf. I was like, uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Like, I think we're, you know, we have a good conversation because we've seen uh, some stuff and, um, I just want to, I love talking about those sort of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the world is an incredible, like, it's just incredible to see how, how things get done so many different ways. Um, and you know, you, I don't think there is a way to say like, this is the right way or the wrong way. And that coming from a German, that's obviously, a, that's gotta be a surprise to hear. It's a but, risky play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's um it's fascinating how how many different approaches there are. Yeah. So well, what do you want to talk about? Man, I just um well, I guess the real question is after I spend about an hour hitting balls on the simulator, how many hole in ones have you had on that simulator? Me none. How many balls do you hit a day on that simulator? <laughs> <laughs> Me not enough. Not enough. There have been 3 hole in ones on that simulator. Three, three hole in ones, and uh, Max just went through what you said four gloves just now. Yeah, I saw all... a big pile of gloves. I was like, "What's this? What's happening over here?" It's yeah. like a glove salad. I got, a, I got a little sweaty there. Yeah, it, it, it was intense. I think the AC's off up front. Yeah, the store is closed. But how many balls would you hit on a simulator if you had that? Just like at a daily disposal. Well, I think the number would go drastically down once I get that first hole in one. To be honest, really. <laughs> um. There was a few nights in the beginning where I would just kind of stay here late and I would hit 100, 200 balls. And, um, 
Yeah, I just found that I didn't really enjoy that, actually. It's just because it's kind of not really pleasant. Yeah. No, it's kind of like you're just a rat looking for the crack button. Yeah. And, um, you know, so <laughs> kind of kind of stopped. I, I love having the simulator. You know me. I lived in it for the first week before yeah. living in it was cool. Um, yeah, but, I remember we, whenever we would have technical questions about the simulator, not JoJo's job at all. There's an office manager who knows everything about the sim. Every time that we'd have a question about the sim, JoJo would be like, I got it. And he would like have all these crazy workarounds and answers. Yeah, little well, back doors. But now I really love showing it to people and people come in and they want to use it. Yeah. And then they're like, just yesterday you were, it's also great for relieving stress, but you were hitting some balls yesterday and I went over to say hi. And at some point like, you want to hit one? And I was like, no, <laughs> not really. Yeah. It's also like, um, what's your favorite food? I love food as a whole. There is so you like much. All of it. <laughs> all of it. All every, of it. Every pro like, golfer is a good I cook. Love, um, I believe that. Do you, Italian food yeah, has been. I was going to say spaghetti bolognese. I mean, can't go wrong with it. Are you sure I, bolognese I isn't French? <laughs> buddy. <laughs> buddy, watch out. It's Roman, dude. It's, it's actually Chinese. It's a noodle, dude. Get it's it a through noodle, your dome. That's right. Same with pizza. Pizza now. Pizza's from Connecticut. Yeah, it's not Italian. <laughs> but uh, you know, imagine if you had a truck full of spaghetti bolognese. It's like you don't need it anymore. Like you're like, I'm good. I'll take a break. You know, I had it for nine days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The sim. I'm not saying you get tired of it, but I am saying like we hit it a lot in the first couple of weeks. This is like having a pool table in your. In yeah, the, in the basement, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but first, you a, play all the time, and then you just collect dust and collect clothes or whatever you have sitting around. Yeah, and and but JoJo's right. I mean, you know, when we had the party on Sunday, like a hundred people hit on it, and it was truly what it was designed to be, which is a a fire pit, right, for golfers to come and like rally around or like a you know a karaoke machine, a puzzle, whatever. I mean, it's just kind of a great experiential thing. Can we talk about Sunday real quick? Yeah. Because I just saw the pictures online and I was like, so jealous. This looked so much fun. Like just such a cool vibe and just all about it. Master Sunday, we had a watch party at the HQ here. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it's why we moved to Austin was to be able to open up a space like this. You can't really do it at least in its first instinct you can't do it in LA it's just too crowded and you know we we came out here to build this place so it was really the first time I had seen um, the experiment the fruits of our labor really take flight and uh, you, know, you get a chance for, for me it, it's to you know when we do a meetup you know like 100 people play golf in the same home you know it's very powerful to like hear get like real feedback of like what our work does in the world because you don't know like you don't get any feedback and um or real feedback i mean you get some comments here and there but to, to talk to someone who can say something and you know that's that's special but but and even as beyond that though the 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 real special moment is when at the end of the night you see people with their phones out exchanging numbers and that was a really cool experience at the event because you because you would see people that you knew came in and didn't know those other people. And then all of a sudden they're talking and you're just like, wow, this is like a friendly fucking group. <laughs> like this is it. Like this is the goal. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was like, it was hard to go to sleep after that. Yeah. Well, I just saw the pictures and I thought it was, uh, was a very special, um, it just looked very special. I mean, you could just t tell the energy just by, like, you know, scrolling through your Instagram feed. Yeah. Mostly Photoshop, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn those frowns upside down. <laughs> we got a, uh, we got a quick break, but when we come back, um, I was really curious to ask you about ASU kind of being there right there with John now that he's like number one in the world and, uh, some thoughts about pro golf. So yeah, we'll get into that Two, We'll be back in two. Ad reads, ad reads, come on, get in there. Ad, ad reads. reads. Come on, come on. It's ad the jingle. Reads. Ad reads. One more. Come on. Give it to me. Ad reads. Coinbase. <laughs> Coinbase, folks. Uh, do you identify as crypto curious? I'm. I'm. You're curious, right? I'm curious about when we're dropping an NFT. You got crypto, right? 
Yeah, I got a little crypto. I got a little crypto. I use Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. But guess what? You don't sell it. Am I allowed to say don't sell it? Is that diamond hands, folks? Keep hold on to it. Not that I know anything. But uh, cryptocurrency might feel like a secret or exclusive club. And that's not really what we're about because the RGC Coinbase app, that's not coming. Anyway, they believe that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door. Uh, so um, much coin, such base. I kind of like that one. Yeah, we've used it before. Much coin. Such, such base. base. So if you've been following the cryptocurrency craze, now's the time to start getting involved. Uh, so head over to uh, coinbase.com slash EAL show to get $10 in free Bitcoin. Sign up at coinbase.com slash EAL show for $10. $10 in free Bitcoin. That's real money. Uh, so thanks, Bitcoin, for supporting the podcast and get down with millions of other people in, in over 100 countries that trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Bowl and branch, the sheets that changed it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. You're going to head over to bowlandbranch.com. Uh, and use the promo code EAL show for 20% off through the end of April. So get focused. Yeah, get on that because I'm, I'm talking ethically sourced all linen. That's the good part. And you're going to immediately feel the difference. They're uh, 100% free of toxins, meaning no pesticides. I hate when I get some pesticide in the bed uh, or formaldehyde, which is disgusting. Uh, you know, I shower with that, though, actually, strangely enough. It really gets the... Uh, it's a good exfoliant. <laughs> anyway, but no, seriously, Bowling Branch doesn't use it, so you're not going to get it there. Anyway, it's the deepest mattress fit you've ever had. And uh, thank you, Bowl and Branch. Head over to B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com and use the promo code E-A-L show for 20% off. Uh, eight sleep. I mean... I fell asleep just seeing the, the pod, name. yeah. So it's, it's sleep theme today, I guess. Oh. Beep boop, beep boop. You just got rated a 75% score on your snore. Dude, uh, I get my scores on the 8 Sleep. I've been sleeping on the 8 Sleep. And that icy cold mattress is so nice. The temperature cover is what adjusts for each side of the bed based on your sleep stages. So it heats up and cools down as I go into REM, deep sleep, and light sleep. And uh, Snowball likes it too. I can tell he's a lot more rested. He's bopping around the house. Uh, his arthritis is going away. Um, it can vary between f 55 degrees and 110 degrees. That would be a fun <laughs> prank. Hey, honey, why are you sweating? <laughs> Listen, the deal with the 8 Sleep mattress is it's top of the line. It's the Tesla for your bed. Uh, you're going to get it at 8sleep.com slash E-A-L show. I've talked to this with a few professional athletes. Yeah. They're interested. I don't know if they're going to use the code. Jay Carrietta. Go you use the code. Use the code, He Jake. wants to get it. The telling you this uh, episode is grateful to 8sleep for sponsoring it, and my back is also grateful to 8sleep. Number 8, S-E-L-E-E-P. Check it out. Simply Safe, folks. Uh, you know I love uh, the break-in protection. What is it? That my Simply Safe home security system <laughs> I've gives me. I've never seen anything like this. We get, we get ad reads. <laughs> we get copy, and this copy came across from my desk It's today. just written. They wrote it for yeah. you. Guys, it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. This is Josh's story, a customer from Indiana. A few months ago, he fell asleep with pizza rolls in the oven. Josh, no. It could have been disastrous because he would have burned the pizza and died. So thousands of dollars in damages to his kitchen and home. Or worse, luckily, Joshua has the comprehensive Simply Safe program equipped with everything to prevent break-ins and smoke detectors to sniff out fires. He started awake. He startled awake and sound of a decibel alarm. It's 95 decibel alarm from his Simply Safe base station. <laughs> Seconds later, he got a call from a Simply Safe professional saying, "What the fuck, Josh?" <laughs> 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 the pizza rolls didn't make it, but Josh did. Holy shit. Go to simplysafe.com/eal show. That's S I M P L I S A F E. Uh, cuz you want to take care of the pizza buns in the oven. Listen, it's uh, under a dollar a day. Uh, they got plans with no hidden fees. Honestly, Josh is the MVP here. Uh, he had the Simply Safe, and then he used it well. He burned his own house do you down. Think, do you think there's a chance that the Simply Safe marketing apartment started that fire? I tell you what, I want to get Josh on the pod. Uh, Joshua, I want to talk to you about uh, the the pizza rolls. What what brand? Should we get them yeah. on the pod? Let's. Wait, could can you imagine if our next sponsor was the pizza rolls? I love it. Back to the show, everybody. Thanks for supporting the podcast, all y'all. Simply Safe, Bowl and Branch, Eight Sleep, and of course, Coinbase. Back to the show. 
So um, you you picked a good golf school, or they picked you? Yeah, I guess a combination of the two. Um, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to kind of get recruited. Um, I had some uh, some college coaches reach out to me. Um, at the time, I really had no idea about college golf. Um, the inform just the information that was in Germany was like so limited. There's been a handful of people that have gone to the U.S. Um, not all with the the best of success, um, and it was just not it was just not as widely spread as it it is now. Um, so I kind of like put that on the back burner and then realized, hey, you know what? I actually do want to go to college. Like that seems awesome. Um, get an education while playing golf. Like why not? And so I. I started, picked up the conversation again, and um, there were really only two schools that um, that I had the conversation with at the very end because for filter reasons. Um, and it was Arizona State and Florida State. Um, while I think I would have had a great fun and um, just great experience at almost any school, um, I think Go, looking back at it, Arizona State was was amazing. It was such a great experience. Um, I mean, it was hard because it's really far away from Germany. Um, not just distance-wise, but you, you talk about a nine-hour time difference. Um, a very small window to talk to, to, talk to my parents. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm on the East Coast now. A six-hour time difference seems like nothing um, when, you, when you're used to nine hours. And um, I was going to say nine hours is like fucked because if you think about it you sleep eight hours a day if you're nine hours off you're both asleep for 16 hours a day it's really tough it's almost easier to do 12 hours right because 12 hours school like 7 a.m 7 p.m easy but nine hours 7 a.m it's like then it's like you're still kind of worried i don't know like well, then like, by the time you're working then they're then they're asleep yeah i mean essentially you got from it was from me like waking up until like essentially noonish. okay oh that's it's, not bad yeah, but like the first, I don't want to necessarily get on the phone in the first hour of me being awake. Yeah. All right. So not with your parents, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, and then when you when you go and go into class or whatnot, yeah. Then so, uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, who who but would you get on the phone with first thing in the morning? Oh gosh. Like like I, I here's the thing, I'm gonna I'm going to give you something. And tomorrow morning, you have to call someone first thing in the morning, like like one second after waking up. Who are you calling? Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, be my girlfriend now. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't have a girlfriend, so what would you be, Jojo? I'd, I'd call not, Jojo. Yeah, I'd call. Yeah, yeah. I'd call Jojo and be like, I'm hey, late. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did this morning. Uh, no, I'd call my doctor. Why? Because I want to like reverse it. You know, reverse. Because like, if you get the early morning call from your doctor, you're like. Oh no, like why would you call me? What's early? wrong? Well, you call them. Uno reverse. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, good thought. Yeah. I wouldn't call my parents. Not no. first thing in the morning. No, that'd be tough. No. That'd be a tough look. Well, what was it like? The time difference is one thing, but then there's there's <laughs> a language. building a bridge. <laughs> but there's a language barrier as well. Was there? I mean, Germans are pretty much all English. Yeah, um, I was conversational. I didn't necessarily, uh, you know, there was there was classes where I, I was struggling from a vocabulary standpoint because um, it's just so new and like you can't can't fake your way around it. Like you either right. know it or you don't. Right. Um, like for instance, math. Like I'm actually pretty good at math, but there's words that are just. I mean, they're it's like studying I don't know medicine or whatever. Like right. you can't just with common sense make something up. There's a lot of other, um, as a matter of fact, if you're going back to the roots of the, the English language and the German language, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there is a lot of um, similarities coming, dating back to the Roman, uh, <laughs> Roman language. Let's go. <laughs> so. Let's go. Max and Eric break down Roman influence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of American words that are, or, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, English words that uh, I'm going to get an American flag tattoo today <laughs> on my shoulder. Um, there's a, what, do you have any tattoos? I do not. What, what's, are you going to get one? 
um, it would have to really be something meaningful, and I haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. Not your girlfriend? Not her name? <laughs> would you ever get your girlfriend's name tattooed, Jenna? Hell no. No. <laughs> fucking no. So, um, going back to like, I was thinking about the language thing, and is there like, in, in Germany, is there like, you know, because like there, a lot of the golf words are actually English. So, was there any translation needed there or was that just like obvious? Yeah, that was fine. You were speaking about golf in Germany using English words. A lot of times, yeah, right. yeah for sure. Anything that doesn't translate? Yeah, there's a different word for shank. Really? What's yeah. it called in Germany? Socket. Like, like, how do you spell it? Oof, I have never spelled it. I socket. Tell you. Is that because socket. you're hitting a, the socket area of the golf club? I guess that, that could... That would be an explanation. I've never really thought about it. Uh, I've tried to stay away from that word. Don't say it. But uh, it still starts with an S, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Socket. It sounds like the hosel. Yeah, it does. It's like the socket, but hosel. I'm guessing is still hosel. Um. Yeah. So what does socket mean in German? I, there is really no. I guess not the proper. I wouldn't call it a proper German word. It's just like the golf language used in Germany. Because shank. In English is also a term for a knife. Didn't know that. Yeah. And so if you get shanked, you actually are getting stabbed. Huh. So it's interesting. I wonder what the, maybe could you pull up the origin of shank golf? Oh, it's etymology day here on the podcast. Yeah. I wonder what it is. I have a feeling it's not connected to being stabbed. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I don't think it is. Um, 1927. Oh, you got, you got shanks in other sports too. Yeah, but this is Scottish. No, there's not another shank in a different yeah, you, sport. You don't, you don't really. I mean, not that you I know. Don't really, you don't really say shank. He hit a shank. It's only maybe golf. I'm just hanging out with too many golfers speaking about other sports. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. 1927 in golf to strike the ball with the heel of the club from shank, shanking, which is a 1774 Scottish term to take to one's legs. Or to send off without ceremony. <laughs> to take to one's legs? What does that mean? Yeah, you ever cut someone off at the knees? Oh, it's kind of like when you take them out at the knees. Like like um, take them down. Like like yeah. sweep, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Right. To send off without ceremony, which is <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> next, thing, next time I send my ball right to the woods, I'm saying, sent that one off without any if, ceremony. If we were going to make a new golf brand, I'd maybe call it Great Ceremony Golf. Wow, it's not too late to pivot. Just a real quick one. RGC, GCG. GCG. Um, Could at least be a shirt right there. Great ceremony. Just And just a, just a ball on hosel. <laughs> and if you're wondering, it comes from uh, some Old Norse, uh, which is interesting as well. Wow. And Old English shank is means crooked. Oh. So it could be, a, could be one of those divergent words. One of those divergent words. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> He's talking about. I don't know what a divergent word is. No, it's like you know when you have a word and you're not sure if it's from one thing or the other. Oh, they don't know. Like, uh, like spell. Like some people think spell is from where it means like an amount of time. Some people think it comes from the German word spiel, but mm. other people think it comes from like an old English word for like a measurement of time. What does spiel mean? Spiel play. Really. Do you spiel golf? Is that what you, you don't say that though. Yeah. Do you? you golf can. spiel? Yeah. Golfen spiel? Yeah. But a glocken spiel, what is that? That's an instrument that you play. Yeah, glocken spiel. Oh shit. Yeah. But why is spiel also like a like a like a like a long tirade or like a long like I guess a, it could be like a theater a play. Spiel. It could be like a play, like theater. Oh, right. Guys. We're, we're figuring something out language pod <laughs> <laughs> on language um okay so beyond the language gap mm -hmm. right like you had a, you, the second part of your question still has remained we, we haven't gotten to it yet we've been spieling <laughs> we've been spieling all over the place <laughs> <laughs> about to erupt yeah, at Arizona, you, you, it's a very um, it's a very multicultural <laughs> golf campus, right? Like when we were talking the other day, there's the Spanish golfers. Mm -hmm. I mentioned Aza, who I've who I've had the uh, privilege of 
getting to know a little, um, and John is there with you, right? Mm -hmm. So what was that experience like? Was he, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know. Like when did he come into his own at being where he is now or or did y'all play? I mean, John is, um, John is incredible. I mean, he's, um, he was so good in college, like, and just got better and better and better too. Um, and I mean, I get asked the question a bunch, like at what point did you know John was going to be that good? Like, you never know how good somebody's going to be, obviously. Like, I mean, it took Sergio, who's an incredible player, a bunch of years to win his first major, right? Um, but it was so obvious that John is going to be like an absolute superstar, like would have bet a lot of money on it. Um, in college, but NCAA rules and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness though. Um, yeah, I mean, it was clear he was very, very good. Um, and, uh, it, it was awesome being on a very international team. Cause I mean, we had a, we had a Swedish player, we had a Norwegian player, we had, um, what else do we had? I think we had, well, Asian origin, um, I guess he's got a, he's got a U.S. passport, um, but like his his parents um, were South Korean, I believe. Um, yeah, so a very very multicultural uh, team, and uh, it was interesting. We you know we we all came together as uh, with a common goal. Yeah. Um. So that was that was pretty cool, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely formed very, uh, very interesting uh, relationships. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just found myself wondering how many of those people knew that you had a gun. <laughs> like, did you? Well, that came after it. It came after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, did you tell people you had the gun or was it kind of more of just you thing? Uh, I mean, it's Arizona, right? <laughs> it's Arizona. So it's not like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, people that I... Um, yeah, and it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's it just a, was like thinking about the gun. Like, does John Rom know you have a shotgun? Yeah. Oh yeah. Has he ever shot it? Uh, I don't think so. I would love. Uh, do you think golfers enjoy guns on some level, right? Because I mean, it's a similar action. Like, I mean, you're 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 small target. A lot of things at play very clear whether you've succeeded or not yeah i mean obviously i can't speak to everybody if their enjoyment factor is that high but i would say um golfers are probably a better shot than most just because you're you're trained to be very stable you're you have a good focus you have uh, control over i mean just trigger finger control is a is a big tfc <laughs> <laughs> it's the third brand yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just tap it down. <laughs> exactly. Wait. So, so now is shooting a gun more like putting or like driving? Mm, I would say probably more like uh, more like putting. I was gonna think you were gonna say that. Thought you were gonna say that. Yeah. It's it's in it's it's uh the re- experience outwardly is more like hitting a driver, but as far as your action, like. Right, it's very it's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, but it feels like a drive. Feels like a drive, tastes like a putt. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> a shank. <laughs> a spiel. A socket. Yeah. So, okay. So have you ever done like a triathlon or anything like that? No. Have you, Jojo? Like a triathlon or like a biathlon? The biathlon's the gun one. Well, either one. Okay. I've the done answer is probably no to both. <laughs> Don't be like <laughs> that. <laughs> I've, done, I've done one of the biathlon things. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so you did cross-country skiing and then you shot a gun? Yeah, yeah. Where? How old? You're not 24. There's no way you've done a biathlon and rode unticketed into Morocco. They did those. That, I mean, in Alaska, like you would cross-country ski with a rifle over your shoulder. Right. So, and you did that. Yeah. Were you successful? No. Really? You were, were you, where <laughs> did was, you? I was miserable. How was the, was there a leaderboard? Yeah, I mean, it was like a local kind of deal. Right. So, so like, how many people? So, like, like it's four? Alaska. <laughs> or like, 400. <laughs> like, 10. 10? Yeah. And you were 10th? 
you don't need to you don't need to look at me when you say it like that. Yeah, I was like I was I'm just curious. bottom of the pack. No, I didn't even think you did it until two I was minutes like, ago. I was like lower lower bottom. Lower right. bottom, yeah. Unwilling to provide a number. You're like a you're like my handicap is like mm, ish. I missed the cut. Miss, yeah. yeah, MC. Because I'm wondering about a golf triathlon. Okay, you have our attention. You know what I mean? Like like, what could it be? Right? Like, would it be like Jenga? A ten foot putt, and then like drink a gallon of milk, or would it be more like? <laughs> or, or That's it... the first thing they. Came to <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. You're right. It's te- it's gallon of milk, then drink it, then gallon then... of milk has to be last. You can't do any of those things post gallon of milk. For an hour, you can't throw up. <laughs> Strawberry milk. Um, no, but like, or it could be like um, run a mile play a hole and then I don't know, regrip a club or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder like if if what three sport activity could you do like a triathlon yeah. and fit golf in that makes sense. That's what I'm really that's the more serious way to look yeah. at this. Yeah. What do you think, Max? Well, if you play the right golf course, you could swim through the pond or something like that. Like it. I like it. Play a, play a hole. And then run through the driving range. Run through the forest. Without yeah. getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> While, yeah. Everyone else well, you, is. Yeah. Got a bunch of guys out there with a two iron. Yeah. It's it's the dunk the clown meets don't get hit by the shark. And then, you know, is it is it score on the hole or is it first to finish? Gotta be first to finish. Yeah, I like that. I like Especially the way with the guys hitting two irons. Yeah, I like yeah. That. That's that's definitely the case. And then I like the way the the fastest the Guinness World World Record way does it. You know, they add the strokes. Stroke plus minutes played. Stroke so plus minutes played. Have you heard about this, Max? The the speed golf. I have not. Yeah. So you play eighteen holes of golf and you uh-huh. run. You only uh-huh. carry like four clubs, and it you know so they'll do it in under an hour. So say it's sixty minutes and mm-hmm. they shoot seventy their score would be 130. So a stroke is worth a minute and vice versa. Nice. So if you can slow down and save a stroke, you're saving a minute. Or if you're like, this is taking too long, you can also just hit it again and it doesn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah, and the winner is something, it's like the winner, the record is something insane. Yeah, it's like 58. Yeah. That's not possible. No, they like shot 63 Mm -hmm. in like 58 minutes. Yeah. That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That should be getting more coverage, I feel like. Yeah. You know, I played a tournament in Canada, um, and I guess it happens on the PGA Tour every so often too, where uh, the guy like first off on Sunday or something like that, you're like way back there to trying to break the record. And uh, we were playing in Kelowna, which is just freaking hilly as hell. And um, at least that golf course. And the guy in front of me, so I was in the glorious... Second group on Sunday morning. <laughs> oh man, I was on hole eight and he was done. Um, wow. Yeah, and we were playing all right. I mean, we were. I think we finished in like three hours, ten minutes, or something like that. So he was alone. Yeah, he was like an hour, hour nine minutes or something like that. What walking? He ran. Oh yeah, he ran. Like he had his caddy just like get ahead of him, like drop the club, like drop. He would drop like two clubs in the fairway or something like that. Depending on the yardage, he, the caddy would run up, drop the um, drop a putter at the green or something. Like he would place the clubs for him. Whoa, that's and, crazy! Yeah, it's like a to go. Yeah, it was um, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's like pre wrapped utensils. I think that's that's amazing. <laughs> I think uh, Wesley Bryan did that on the yeah. tour one year. So did Kevin like that. Not. That's right. Yeah, yeah I remember Kevin the, doing the, that. the tour championship. That was exciting. So what do you think they did all day after they finished playing <laughs> golf in an hour? Do you think they flew well, somewhere or they uh, just got drunk? Gallon of milk. Gallon, oh, maybe they <laughs> conceived of a triathlon. <laughs> they went on to Jenga first. <laughs> <laughs> Jenga, that's a French word. <laughs> maybe they were, they're still discussing that. Jenga's an acronym. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. What Google is it? it. Type in, is Jenga an acronym? I'm going to type in, like, what it, the anger in it is. Jenga acrylic. It's not an acronym. Oh, you made me look it up. It's a Swahili word. Is it really? Yeah. You made me look that up. What does it mean? You really Puzzle? fooled me. It means to build. 
No shit. Oh, yeah. well, that's the opposite. Because in Jenga, I guess you do build in Jenga. You build with the bones you... of the dead. It's like kind of dark. <laughs> I never, never heard that. When was the last time you played Jenga? I mean, I'm never going to look at it the same. You know, I played uh, Big Jenga. Have you played it with two by fours? It's, it's the only Stupid. way I've played in the last like, no, it's, five years. Big Jenga sucks. Because you need smooth pieces that aren't warped. Like baby bones. Yeah. You know what a good way to play is, actually? If you play Jenga and you got there early and, like, covered some of the pieces in, like, wax, everybody would lose because you'd be like, don't touch that one. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, oh, it, we would, it would be criminal if we uh, we didn't ask you how your season's going and kind of what, what tour you're playing on right now, what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah, um, season actually just got started. I uh, just got back from South Africa on, uh, I guess, Monday, two weeks ago now. Um, were you playing in Johannesburg? I was playing, yeah, just outside Johannesburg. Nice. Oh, and you were telling me this. This is how you found out about Adventures in Golf? Yeah, so actually I was um, I was flying back, um, direct flight Johannesburg, Newark with United. and um, That's a new flight for them. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's they incredible. call Eric. They let him know every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we got another. Well, the, the whole reason we went to Cape Town was uh -huh. because they were operating a new flight from Newark to to South America, South Africa. Sweet. So anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, fifteen and a half hours is a long, it's long a time spent in there. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I actually was fortunate enough to sleep for the most part, and then after that, I, uh, I went on an adventures in golf binge watch. Um. And uh, yeah, so that's how I really found out about it. Where um, I mean, I've I've seen it before, um, but more like trailer parts, right? Um, and I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. When was the flight? So this was just recently. Yeah, this was just like two weeks ago. So did you get to watch the longer episodes? Yeah, there were. Um, was it like uh, almost uh, forty-five minutes or something yeah, like that? It felt like that. It's actually like twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> 28 yeah. minutes they're like all under 30 yeah but like really yeah well never mind then no it's okay i mean you were you were on drugs <laughs> you know you were on xanax i know i know what that travel life is like what's your go-to seat on the plane aisle window exit row um i tried to do i uh tried to do window on yeah. the long ones yeah because I usually I have a pretty good bladder control, so although <laughs> I don't like when the the hamster bladder next to me is like every two hours, That's like hey, let me can I can I scoot by? I'm like, nah. This might make me sound like an asshole, but I basically realized that I'd rather ask someone to get up than have someone ask me to get up. Yeah, is that fucked? It's a little fucked. It's a little fucked. But now I will say, you've been to India, right? I actually have not been to India. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, if hopefully we're in the same place at the same time, cause we're going to go to India All right. and it's India was the only place I flew on. They have an airline there called spice jet, not a joke <laughs> spice jet. And it's like, the logo is like a pepper, which is, you know, I don't know why I think that's funny. Yeah. It's kind of like the Darjeeling limited. It, <laughs> <laughs> what would the American version of spice jet be? It'd be it's like be like a fry it'd or be a like a Southwest Airlines. Be like burger bus. Burger bus. <laughs> fry and fly. <laughs> Everyone gets free flies on fry and fly. Fry and fly. No, it would, what it would be is be like the the Southwest deal in the seventies where they gave in Texas they gave every single person who bought a Southwest Airlines ticket an entire bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Wow. So on SpiceJet, I reclined my seat, and the guy behind me tapped my arm and i was like what's up you know and well he wanted me to not recline my seat and i just remember that like very poignantly because i'm like in no other culture like i mean the this this seat reclines that's a that's a thing that we know when we get on the plane right like the seat is going to recline and i just was like he wanted me to not recline my seat and i just thought about it and i was like well i guess i'll just not recline my seat but you know what i mean like you you just sort of have you ever had anything like that on a plane? That's what I'm asking you. Um, Has anything happened like that? No, not really. No, no, right? I also haven't been on the spice jet yet, dude. <laughs> it can happen. It's not very hard to get a seat on spice jet. S spice jet is definitely made up from Dune. Like that, they called those things spice jets. They did. Yeah, yeah, because they're doing spice over there. Yeah, they're spice running. Spice could have been a great name. 
for like RGC? If spice was cons- like when when spice used to be considered really valuable, mm-hmm. now it's just kind of like I think spice gets a bad rap now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> You're just drilling me. <laughs> All right. Whatever. You got any questions for Eric? <laughs> That's usually the last question. Do you? I actually do have a question. Okay. Um one thing that I'm very intrigued about following RGC as well as Adventures in Golf is like your mindfulness approach. Mm. At what point did you kind of like go on that journey or like like decide for yourself, hey, I, I want to, I kind of want to go down that route a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it was really right at the beginning for me. Um, when I got into golf 10 years ago, my brother sent me a copy of Zen Golf, like right as I got into the game. Have you read Zen Golf? I have not. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, you would totally dig it. I should do have the book sitting at home, but I've never actually looked into it. Interesting. You have the book, never opened it. Mm -mm. That's fascinating. Oh, I mean. And I read a lot. Look within. It was, I read a lot, but it's, uh, interesting. I haven't, haven't gotten to that one yet. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot of material in there that's very helpful for your, you know, life and your life on the course. So I read that like three months into starting golf while I was on this like road trip. It was actually during the masters when Phil won. Um, and yeah, I just like fell in love with that way of playing golf and immediately started like meditating and learning about the game and got really into it. What is that? Oh, Phil, right. We have some the coffee. Pack. We, have, we have coffee packets on the table from uh, what's the name of the brand? Uh, for wellness for wellness and that's and that's um phil's coffee brand you work with them you drink it yeah do you drink the powdered form or do you make the coffee so i'm gonna make one of these right now yeah so this is um this is the the good stuff is what i brought you um which is essentially a little it's a travel pouch um you can take with you on the go and just pour that in with your the coffee that you brew poured into black coffee and it's it's almost like a, um if you want to break it down it's like a healthy creamer substitute so to speak oh interesting. but on <laughs> probably shouldn't say it like this it's not on steroids obviously but like it's it's good stuff for you so like they, they it was designed from uh dave phillips from uh, who is one of the co-founders from the tpi he was approached by phil um they worked this this formula out, and it's um, it, it helped Phil with his um, with his fasting um, and with his um, you know just his approach to to a health and uh, performance driven um, focus essentially. Okay, so it's kind of like uh, bulletproof. We got MCT oil, cinnamon. Yeah, I guess it's it's similar to that. I, I you know just I've. I, th- I think it's a little bit more on the the more performance driven, the more on the cleaner side. Like once you, if you if you commercialize something a little too bit too much, then you you end up with bulletproof, um, right? Versus versus that. Stuff. I like bulletproof. I did it for like a few months. Did you put butter in your coffee? I put ghee butter in there. I put some. I think coconut. Coconut co- oil. Coconut yeah. oil. Yeah, MCT oil. Yeah. Little cinnamon, I think. Yeah, cinnamon. Yeah. And I loved it. It was shocking how I didn't need I didn't need to eat until yeah. two p.m. or something. So if you've done that, you will you will if you try one of those, you'll be like, "How did I live my life without it?" Oh, really? Um, because it just it actually tastes good. Um, versus like I, I have not tried the bulletproof way, but I just can't do butter in my coffee. I'm sorry. Um, mix with eight ounces of liquid. Well, dude, let's um, if they want to do a discount. Or a pod ad, let me know because I think we have a minute before this comes out, and I would love to get people to try it. I have a feeling I'm going to like it. If you like, I mean, we're the same person, so yeah. I. There you go. I like you. You like it. I like it. It's easy. <laughs> all going back to the Roman uh, Roman basis. Right? I mean, we're all just some Romans <laughs> hanging out in some robes. What if robes was like, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, not mandatory, but heavily suggested attire for the audience. All the office <laughs> robes, like togas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be something in the RGC collection. Change into your robe. Yeah, like you had the mindfulness collection, <laughs> the rope collection. Brother Jojo, I've noticed that you're not wearing a robe today. 
Is there a reason wow. why street clothes are suiting you better? I'd be gone so fast. You think you would? <laughs> no, I'd wear the reps. I could get down on that. Yeah. I could get down with Brother Jojo. How would you... <laughs> Brother Jojo. How would you um, explain the robe policy to uh, new new members of the team? <laughs> I think that would be someone else's job. <laughs> be like... Yeah, I'd be like Brother Forrest. You have to explain that. <laughs> Maybe Sister Haley. Yeah. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for coming in, just uh, chatting with us. Yeah. Thank you guys for We're having me. We're in a bit of a silly blast. mood, so I appreciate the patience. That was fantastic. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, man. Um, enjoy Austin while you're here, and uh, we'll see you in India. That's right. Yeah, and read Zen Golf. Read Zen Golf. It takes like 45 minutes, you know? Uh, just, I'll do that. I'll honestly, when's your next tournament? Um, it's a little bit of time until then, probably four or five weeks over in Europe. Okay. Um, where is it? Um, either Germany or Czech. Oh, cool. Oh, we have a second. Let's talk about that. Just one second real quick. Cause you mentioned it to me. EAL show bump. It's real. People do better after they come on the show. Will you, will you be on record saying that's one of the reasons you wanted to come on? hundred percent. Yeah. I heard the Cam, Cam Smith interview and... Uh, I was a, like a lot of them, baby. Abe answer. Lee Westwood, Abe answer, Cam Smith, um, Wyndham Clark, Wyndham Clark. Um, there's more. It's just hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. Peter Finch came on I'll, and he I'll does better now. The... Yeah. He's all better. Yeah, he won't. I mean, it's like just generally, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to read. Uh, you got to read Zen Golf though. Zen but golf. make sure that um, if you do win, obviously. You wouldn't have read Zen Golf if you hadn't come on the pod. So let's just, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've got a great swing coach, but, you know, you're. I might send you some videos. If I I want, can't. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go take a swing video right now. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's do like a little doppelganger thing. See you on the flip side, everybody. Yeah.